Yeah, yeah. No, totally. So I can tell you about why I loved it. Um, since I'm going, I really love design a little bit more now, but why I, I loved it very much was that kind of like a past love, you know, like and love is a whole other ball game. I can get into that later, but, um, why computer science in particular? I, yeah, I mentioned it earlier, actually. Um, I was like, you know, I'm out here, I'm like 18, 19, and I'm in like a class of like 30 year old men. And f- for some reason, I pick up this knack for like just logic because a lot of computer science is just logic. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get Up podcast. I'm your host Zeke and in this episode, I'm going to invite Anna to speak about being a tech major and her career path. I'd like to give a contact warning for any strong language used in this episode and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anytime. So, first question is what would your origin story be and how would you like to represent it? What is my origin story and how can I represent it? First of all, that's a whole less loaded question. Because... <laughs> Where I am now, like, you know, I'm going to give you this. When we are, we're all in our mid-20s, and your past episode was about how, you know, like, how are we, like, we're adults, but, like, we're kind of still getting in the motion of things. So one really big thing to point out is that, you know, a lot of people can go on somebody's LinkedIn profile, and they can go on someone's, like, like Instagram or whatever, and you can think like they have absolutely everything or they have all these things that you might want or need, but it is so crazy how the times when it's either like, A, like how did, it's like first and foremost, like is any of it real? And then even, and if it is real, there's so many things that absolutely nobody has been able to go through other than that one person. So I always like prefacing that because it's like, my origin story, not just like in tech, but like in life, has been like a roller coaster ride. And because of it, you kind of start picking up a whole bunch of things along the way, too. Like not just them paper bags and chips that you get on when you're on the, on the roller coaster, but legitimately, like there's so many things that we do pick up along the way. Yeah. And give a little bit of background about myself, you know, before I start going. Um, so. Uh, as you, you know me, but just in case for the for anybody else, so my name is Anarias Gonzalez. I am an Afro Latinx software engineer. I currently work at JP Morgan and Chase Co. And let's see, that that's that that's a whole thing in itself. But I can give you a little bit of background about how did I even get to where I am, why tech, like why would I but what was what was the second question after my origin story, by the way? How would you represent it? How would I represent it? And that's a good one. Okay. So my origin story, I would say not just with like the whole, you know, born Jamaica Queens. Um, uh, it's funny. I was born in the 19, I was born 1995. Um, my birthday is in like two weeks. And um, a fun fact is that so mo- both my parents, they don't speak, they don't speak English. Like my dad, he took like an English speaking course, like want to say 10 years ago, but most of my parents, they both don't really speak English. 
So when I was born, I have the same name as my mother and my father combined. So my name is Ana Cecilia. My mother is Ana and my dad is Cecilio. So when my mom went to the hospital and uh, tried to say like, oh, my name, like what my name is, the hospital didn't understand her. So they gave me one of them generic names for about a year until my parents could afford to legally change my name. And uh, that's how that's first and foremost, that is like the inequality in the healthcare systems within like low income communities in America, as well as, you know, immigrant communities and such. But I just want to start that day one, there was already some sort of discrimination in my life, um, as well as the rest. You know, my parents have been through many a thing. My dad had to my dad's a citizen now but he had to go through like so many things to come to america like he didn't have the money to go come the legal way so he had to take a boat all the way to panama and then from dominican republic to panama and then from panama just come all the way up and he can he never stops talking about it whenever i want a nintendo he always tells me about his struggles and i'm like well dang dad i just wanted this thing he's like no I had to pick up water in the river every day, you know, like you can't, you can't just go out, couldn't go out and buy nothing. I had to go for two hours to get to college or whatever. So, and that's, and that's why I'm like, I'm telling a little bit of my parents' origin story before my own, because that kind of sends the basis of myself. And then, so my dad was a professor. He studied physics and that very much not rub off on me. (laughs) I'm not math related at all. But um, uh, he came when he came to the States, since he couldn't speak English, he couldn't continue teaching. So he had to, you know, he went and worked at a supermarket most of his life. He's one of the, he's a manager at one of the trade fairs in Astoria. And um, my mother, interestingly enough, I don't know too much about my mom's background. Um, and that's like generational, like generational knowledge. I kind of wish I had a lot more of because that would save me a lot of identity searching throughout the years. But I didn't have that privilege, unfortunately. So if you do have that privilege, take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So always make sure to like get in there. So I didn't have the privilege knowing too much about my mother um, other than like, you know, she grew up also Dominican Republic. Both my parents met here in the States and like... Yeah, she did hairdressing, then came here, did other things while she was here, and was a homemade for a bit. Uh, now she stays at home. But so that's a little bit about like my parents, and then my origin story is a whole mixed bag because you know I was born in Jamaica. It's wild now, almost like kind of skipping where I am in life now because it's like I came like. I had like I didn't know when if I had food the next day growing up I didn't have I couldn't even own a computer which is funny because now I do computer science um so we we went through a lot for a really long time and that was actually that actually kind of started where you know that ambition that I have today because one thing that my parents told me and I'm an only child by the way so one thing my parents told me was that we don't have anything to give you. We don't have um, inheritance. We don't have absolutely anything but possibly debt. The only thing we can give you is an education. So I said, okay. And I took that to heart. And, you know, that drove me to 
really have like that spirit that I do now to kind of persevere and keep going. Um, so that's why when I was a kid, I said, I want to do business. I'm going to do business with my life because that way I can make my parents more money and I can make myself more money. Um, but my biggest passion ever since I was young was music. And I almost sometimes I get a little bit sad now that I'm, you know, I'm 25 and them st it's still not too late. Like if anybody wants to start a punk band, like call me. But, um, you know, one of the things that I love music so much, I really wanted to study it, but I didn't. Unfortunately, it was almost like I had no way to support myself. My family had no way to support me. So if I did music, it would have been a really long winding road. And I would have probably gone, I don't know. You know, that's something that I would never know. Somewhere in a different universe, maybe I do. But yeah. And then, so I said, I want to do business. My parents wanted me to be a doctor. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not interested. They tried getting me to be a doctor for career day. And then when I showed up with a stethoscope, like teachers were like, you want to be a doctor? And I was like, no. My parents just made me wear this. I want to be a business person. So I have that mentality for most of my life. I say I want to do this. And then I get to college and I try and I get to. So I started off at U Buffalo. And in U Buffalo, I is a very engineering heavy school. But I was like, I came here. I want to do business. This is what I want to do. So tried everything to get myself business savvy. I tried joining a business fraternity. It didn't go well. Tried doing like a whole bunch of other classes. Accounting was not my thing. And I was like, you know, I, I really wanted to get up there and hone my strengths because I didn't have as many opportunities as I wanted to. Well, I was in high school, I did internships and stuff and I joined business programs, but it was funny. So to where I am now, right before transferring to Brute College, where, you know, I met you and I met a whole bunch of people. I know. Peace. Uh, before I transferred to Baruch College, what I did was that I took a computer science class right before um, transferring. And I said to myself, hey, computer science sounds like the wave, you know, like it sounds like it's something that's going to be the future. And if I hate it, then I could just drop it. It's fine. I'm already transferring to a different school. So it's an elective. And then I ended up just like loving that class so much because I instead of t taking it as like math problems I started looking at it as a puzzle and it's like a puzzle that you gotta solve to get like all the pieces of like code together and like since you can make so many things with code it was eye-opening for me and I said okay I want to do this um, um and there's a big twist at the end so hold on but um so I said I want to do this and then from there I was transferring to Baruch, and Baruch, as you know, is a business school. There's nothing else other than business, maybe psych a little bit, but mostly just business. So I was I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm transferring to a business school. I can't, can't not leave. Um, and I tried to just make the best out of it. So that's when, uh, when I went to Baruch, I knew like zero people. The people that I did know, I had like a rough background with, so I was bad time for a few months and then I had communications class a while back and one of the one of our things was um how can I it was like persuasive essay I don't know if you ever took that do you take that class 
Say again. Did you ever take calm? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So regardless, when you take calm, it goes through like you got things that you get to basically choose whatever topic you want. And I had um what's that called? I, I had a persuasive essay that I had to do. And I was like, you know, what if I can convince people in here to join a club? And then uh, that's when I pitched my first, that was the first time I ever pitched the Femme Code, which was um, um, my club while I was in college for women in technology. And, um, or rather like the center for women in technology. And so I, I gave this speech and I was like, these are the reasons why, you know, anyone of any gender should be supporting this movement right now. And then I, not just the inequality facts that are going on specifically in tech. And now that I am in tech, like I know, and I've seen it firsthand. I'm the only woman currently on my team. And then out of the 72 people in my entire big team, there's like five, there's like five maybe. I'm one of them and it's crazy. Um, so that's, that's one thing there's so and you can go on and go and completely search but there's so much inequality for women and women um what's it called i'm like tripping up a little bit i'm like dang all right so there's so many things that are going on in the field and i said okay i want to do something to change it and uh, that's when i started the fem code and that was two really long years um i'm so happy to have met you through that zeke i think like you know, like I'm, I'm super grateful to this day, and to know that it's still going on is crazy. I, I didn't know it was still going on. I was like, what? People, I saw the, the like the Instagram was like moving by itself, and I was the one who used to have like the social media. So then when I saw a post from the Fem Code on IG, I was like, that's that's not me. There's someone else out there now. That's crazy. Um that brought me so much joy. Like it was a big struggle, but it was, it was so much joy that it brought me because I saw that it, it legitimately changed some people's views and it sparked the movement at Brook, basically to continue and start like bringing up their computer science. So pause me at any time, by the way, I feel like I'm just rambling. You know? <laughs> I don't know if like you just want me around, but I'm here for that. Um, and yeah, and then, so there, on that point, like, I tried doing, like, internships and stuff. Um, I interned at the New York Times, again, only not, like, I was, out of 82 people, I was the only person from a CUNY. And I was the only buddy coming from a public school. Absolutely everybody else in that internship, all 82 other interns were, like, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, yada, yada. And then... They would be like talking about like their what they're doing and, and like what their lacrosse team's going on. And then I sit there like, oh, what university did you come from? And I tell them, I'm like, I come from CUNY. I'm at Brook down there. And then they're like, the what? The, 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 and I'm like, never mind. It's it's a business list on there. Don't worry about it. And but now I kind of regret that I need to show, I needed to show more pride. I had to be like, yeah, I'm from CUNY and I'm here just like you. So it was crazy to the point where I got there. And 
but even though like I had all these internships, these clubs, we won the the award and I cried on stage and was a whole bunch of stuff. Like even though like I had all these accolades, like it wasn't enough really for me to get into the job that I am now. And that's kind of where like the story starts to shift a little bit. Cause I wouldn't say some people would sit down and they're like, Oh, you're a success story, Anna, you made it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It took like some like at the end of the day, you're right. Like, hey, I'm here and this is one of my goals and I did it. But it like the entire journey getting there was was a lot. It took me almost two years for me to find a job out of college. And I say that because it took nine months after college for me to realize that I needed help. And if I knew earlier that I needed help, then maybe I could have gotten here quicker. But it took me nine months for me to realize, like, I'm not as good at this as I thought I was. I'm really not. And that's not even a jab at myself, like, oh, I suck. But that was sincerely, like, I think I need extra help. And that's something I would totally, you know, tell out, like any listeners out there that like sometimes there are times that you really have to put your pride aside and you have to say like this is something that's so important for me to do and get there. But, um, you know, and that's what I decided, okay, to do something. I went to the Flatiron School. So I went to, I did their software engineering boot camp, 15 weeks. It was like 15 weeks five days a week, no, six sometimes, 12 hours a day of just coding, like nothing else. And if you slacked at all, like you would just get booted immediately. So that was very, very intense. I would recommend it for those who are sincerely passionate about going into tech because it can get expensive and it's very draining. But it's it, I, le- I met so many amazing people and I gained so many really good skills from that. So can't can't miss it after that it took me about three months for me to find my job but I've been here for about two years and even then actually um it's not it's like it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows is what I will say either because it started off like I I did my interview interview thinking I was going to be an engineer And then on my very first day, I show up all shiny. I'm all like prepped up, ready to go. And I go to my first board meeting of the day and they tell me, meet our new business analyst. And then I I was just like business analyst. I came here. You told me HR told me I was an engineer. I didn't come here to be business analyst. And uh, yeah, no, that that was like the biggest shock I Literally, I went to like after work to like some local bar and I like cried with a few of my friends because I was like, I can't believe that I worked so hard, so damn hard my whole life. And I am still here. Like it was, I still have to fight. I still, I'm not done yet. And to be honest, I'm never going to be done. None of us are, you know, like, and I think that's one of the, I guess that's the beauty of life is to continue learning. And I have... A tattoo many tattoos we have one tattoo that's dedicated to lifelong learning and that's I have a small little Saturn on my wrist and a lot of people whenever if they don't want to hear like the whole long story on that tattoo I just tell them like I like space and it's fun 
But um, I dedicate that one small tattoo to lifelong learning because there's so many things above us that we're never going to really know about in our lifetime. And I think the fact that we have like that search, that constant knowledge, like that constant craving for knowledge is something that drives me a lot too. So I have that little Saturn for that. But I went through some time, went through, you know, banging pots and pans to make sure that people knew that this is what I wanted to do. And it took me, it took me about six months. And then that's when like an opening like happened for like a, a UN at UI engineer, user interface engineer. And um, I got into that role. Uh, that's the role that I have now, but even that role was like hell and a half for a very long time. Um, and yeah, just really like, and, and I don't want to get, get so much into it unless that's one of the, the questions to go a little bit into it. So I'll totally well if you want me to. But, um, you know, that's a bit of that. It's been a lot of hill climbing. Um, I'm in a better place now at work, which is pretty good. Um, and even then, like I found another passion of mine recently, which was user interface, user interface design. Um, sorry, user experience. I said interface. That's what I do. User experience design. And I got that passion from working with a whole bunch of designers. And from there now, I'm actually in the middle of changing my career again. And a lot of people might be like, you work so hard to get to where you are now. You want to change your career again? And I'm like, well, sincerely, yeah. Um, if it's something that I know that I love and I know that I got to this one goal, I can get to the second goal too. I don't know what's gonna, how long it's going to take and I don't know what I have to do, but that's something I'm working on myself. So that's a little bit about my professional origin story. Um, and my personal one, my personal one is a whole bag of potatoes. Like, I can go into that one too, but I'll let you get onto the questions and I'll totally like touch on that if that's something you want me to. So, but all of that, how are you going to represent it? You're going to have to write a story, you're going to write a couple books. That's, with your that's, parents, that's a good question. I don't even know. Like, I, I, if I could, if I could make an album, like a musical CD. Well, not CD no more, but like if I can make some sort of way to to add my story and get it into music, I would. And but that one I would most likely pair a lot, or that, or um, actually when I was younger, I not that I'm not young now, as I'm still young, but when I was like 18, 19, I was going through a lot of personal things, and um, one of my biggest ways for me to cope with the things I was going through was poetry. So I wrote a lot of poetry about what was going on. And I ended up writing my own like small book, 72 poems. I never published it, but it's there somewhere in my Evernote. So if I were to choose two form, two ways, like two ways that I would say, how would I make this story mine? I would say either through like an album of some sort or poetry book. Nice. Yeah. And then we're going to make an NFT so we get all those royalties. Happen? If I make an NFTs also, so new, nine, new digital items that people are selling. Digital items. I heard digital NFT. Uh, maybe it's the headphones. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Could you say N that again? NFTs, the new things that people are creating. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. That that'd be an idea. There you go. 
<laughs> See, you're thinking, you're asking the real questions. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. You tell me. So, yeah, we met in the room, Seven Club. I met when you're, you're like your best friend. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I was texting the time. <laughs> and then I mm-hmm. realized I'm not going to text. It's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm out here. I'm doing my first and foremost, probably not. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know you know your way through it. I'm pretty sure you do. But what's it called? I'm I'm telling y'all, like, it's, I don't even know if I, like, I'm, I'm doing my job and I'm okay at it. But it's not what I want to do at the end of the day either. So it, ta- it takes a lot. It takes, to said, I don't know. I don't even know how to get into it. But <laughs> point is, you're probably awesome. No, you, I know you're awesome put that down but yeah yeah where the thought we'll pick it up so with computer science and everything after you mm-hmm. find out you love this so like what kind of like what do you love about it like what kind of keeps you going with it yeah 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 no totally so i can tell you about why i loved it um since i'm going i really love design a little bit more now but why i I loved it very much was that kind of like a past love you know like and love is a whole other ball game i can get into that later but um why computer science in particular i yeah i mentioned it earlier actually um i was like you know i'm out here i'm like 18 19 and i'm in like a class of like 30 year old men and for some reason I pick up this knack for like just logic because a lot of computer science is just logic. It's not necessarily math. You know, I don't do any math period at work Um, and I hope I never have to, but um, uh, I loved it because it was something that first and foremost, you can, as I said, you can make anything with it, like light bulbs or like even like smart light bulbs or code, like, Absolutely anything that you use needs code somehow. And someone somewhere made that happen. Just writing lines of this stuff. And it's crazy to me. It's insane. And then like the world runs on it and it's wild to me. And then the next thing is that, as I mentioned, like that that sort of a puzzle feeling where, um, you know, you get the chance to kind of like fill in the blank almost, like fill in the pieces for something. That was a game that I really loved to play as a kid. So I was a big bookworm and I thought that, you know, all these puzzle games were super fun. And then, you know, making a living out of, you know, creating so many amazing things, using these ideas, like you can have an idea to make anything and you can create it with code. So that's almost like a gateway almost to make your ideas a reality. That was one of the reasons why I was, you know, so enamored by it. Nice. Yeah. And I feel like your interest in design, I guess, is like a connection to your interest in music. That oh, yeah. Now it's kind of just um, or make yourself in a different way. Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. Because I, it's funny, I spoke to one of the designers recently at work, and he was like, um, you know, you know about that whole left brain, white brain thing, you know? And he was like, you seem to be like a really right brain person doing a super left brain job. And I was like, you were like, you, you are, you are correct there. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, how did I get here again? Um, um, but 
I do like like that love of music, that love of just like like how things could like a lot of design is ideation. It's like how do how are these things made for the for these users? And like what do users need to have this be like beautiful and like work for their everyday lives? And one thing I really like about design in particular is inclusive design. Because inclusive design basically means that like it's designing for folks that a lot of folks usually wouldn't take into their first mind, like accessibility, um, not just like the colorblind and those that can't type in keyboards properly, but more so like, how do I like, as like, how do I as a designer portray like my, like what I'm making for, for folks that, you know, might be, dealing with one sort of struggle comparatively to another and then um how like how do we how do we even make that you know how do like people like those conversations need to start happening for those things to start like being created and i really love inclusive design because it's kind of like that segue to start conversations for such like how can we create an app like one of the apps that i made um shout out to chanel she's watching um or listening um so we together we made an an application called save space and it was basically like a web app that allows you know people of color women the lgbtq community to find safe spaces so it's like to find can we find out if this bar is a safe place to be because her myself and our friend rola we went to um we went to like this one hackathon and a hackathon is basically like like a coding competition or whatever. So we went to like this one hackathon and we were trying to go out on the town because it was a new place, but like absolutely every single place was like just packed with people that did not look like us and did not want to have us there. So it was very daunting and we said we need to do something about that. But that's what I mean. Like, I love that attitude of we need to do something about this problem. How do we do it? And that's what design can do. And that's what code can do, too. So that's why I love it. Music does that, too. It's a, it's a whole trifecta. So. Yeah. That's what my mom did today. I thought about, like, how design is just solving problems. Mm-hmm. With a different skill. Because, like, everything's solving problems. You know, I was trying to figure out how to do all make a PS smaller. I'm just like, I'm just probably some of problems. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm, that's that's the whole that's like one of the beauties of it. And I wanted to ask you: so, do you also do music as well, or do you kind of just like do your thing? Yeah, you. I don't, I'm not really musically inclined. I'm more of like I was always like a visual artist. Visual artist, you, nice. You like draw, create things. Mm-hmm. And then eighth grade, I didn't I didn't go to art high school, so I didn't mm-hmm. take a um. What you call it? The itchy test? Yeah. So then I just uh, went back into like, my math skills and then mm-hmm. I started uh, get back into you know, designing to graphic design. Gotcha. I nice. See, that's what I mean. See, you, you already, you have your own story. I want to see you getting out there doing it too. Like, I love it. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's like, I always like creating, but also I'm also really good at math. So like mm-hmm. thinking, it's mm-hmm. all the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. Some people like if you love math, then run with it. 
do what you want to do with it. Heck yeah, you know. Um, and thinking will come with any job that you're passionate about. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I had to do music for six years in middle school, and I had to only uh, do only like the drum and the mm-hmm. bass, mm-hmm. and the teacher couldn't learn the bass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, this ain't for me, so. <laughs> I feel you. I'm that's like that's my boyfriend. He can he has 15 guitars. He has a, it was like four basses, like 13 guitars. Yeah, a whole bunch. He makes guitars, he can play them, he can sing, a whole bunch of stuff. And then I'm I look at all his guitars and his music and I'm just I don't you done did it. <laughs> I don't know. We sit down, he puts on guitar YouTube and I'm like Sure. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, yes. If you say so, I have no idea what that string does. But that, I'm glad you love it. Yeah. yeah. So all this another form of creativity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that legit. He he knows what he's doing with it, and I, you know, I'm like that's one of my side projects is like kind of being his manager. Um. And I mean, I do quotes, but like eventually when things open up, like I, I will also like network for him too. Um, but yeah, so he's on his own way. He has his band, he's doing his music. And no, yeah, so that's, that's the whole thing. I'm telling you, like creativity can be found in so many ways. And, you know, that, that love of music is really like one big bond of ours. And, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the college days with Femco. I remember those yes. days. Yes. I was nervous to join. I was like, hmm, why am I here? Yeah. I'm stumped. I'm here for you. That's why I was like, it could have been a lot of my branding too, because I was just, you know, I was, I just wanted to do this thing, you know, but I tried to make it. I wanted to make it as inclusive as possible. I want to give the voice to the right people. Um, like I want to ha- make it inclusive, but I want to give the stage to the people. And I also want to make it very clear that, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't just like, well, first of all, gender is a spectrum. <laughs> so I can go on about that also forever, but um, uh, it's just like, Anybody who identifies as a woman, I want to put on stage for this. Um, uh, and then I do, I did, I wanted to make it very clear that I wanted allies to be a part of this. And I encourage, you know, other genders to join and to be part of the board like you. Because I knew that it was something, it's it's a big, it's a global problem. And a problem as I, and a lot of people must ask me because they're like other organizations at Baruch that were exclusive to either genders or races or something and then I was very like no I want to make sure that if we want to solve a problem it can't just be one p. it just can't be one group of people it has to be everyone to be able to solve this problem like I understand that the mic should be given to certain people because they have the experiences that you know I might not and someone else might but as long as 
people are aware of the problem and they want to do something about it. I just wanted the platform. So that's why I'm so, I'm so glad that you joined. I'm so glad that other men joined too. I'm glad that, um, you know, folks were given the opportunity to express interest. Cause I said, a lot of folks were like, I'm not in tech. Why should I care? And I was like, you don't gotta be in tech. You just gotta understand what's going on and support it, you know? So that's it. And if you're interested in tech, you can join in, but so yeah. Going back to the parent story. Yeah. I still get you know my parent my mom is an immigrant. I still get those stories like of my childhood was harder than yours. And then I went through everything and go, okay, cool. That's great. That's something to be doing like talking about right now. Exactly. Oh yeah, no, and that's it's a thing. It's like there's the image, there's the immigrant story, and then there's the grown up not white story, and then there's the grown up, uh, what's it called? Then there's the grown up black story, and then there's and there's there's so many things that so many layers that comes through with it, and then you know that's why it's like. I try to like, I don't know if maybe you've been through this at either Baruch or your current job or where you go or, you know, anywhere that you go to. But sometimes it like and that's one of the reasons why we made the app in the first place was that, um, you know, some, it's, some, it's sometimes hard to relate, you know, it's hard to relate to some people. It's funny because like now at work, like most of my coworkers also went to Ivy's, right? So and then I'm trying to, you know, relate to folks to speak to you know a little bit about what I'm doing and no but there's that gap you know and I don't know if you've if you've ever experienced that gap too but I'm sure you have you know but regardless it's something to think about so it's something I keep in my mind something that I, I would like to like how, how do we bring these stories together and that's why I like you know I admire your podcast a lot because that is exactly what you're doing you know so there you go yeah I guess I'm just like I notice it, but then I just kind of figure out there's at least some commonality somewhere. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. That's why I said I admire I admire you the the fact that you have a podcast to bring all these voices together, and hopefully, and you know, commonalities can be found. You know, there are reasons that there are things that still bring us together. You know, so. Because in the last season, my friend she worked at Pixar. Yeah, yeah, I know her too, Lisa. She's wonderful. Like, it's been so long since I've spoken to her too, but if she's listening, she's wonderful, and I want her to know that. <laughs> so, everybody's connected. Yeah, exactly. Everybody is. It's why this world is small. We got a small world. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, go on. Now, with designing, how is, yeah. your, approach with, how is your approach with designing? What happened? What, like, what is your approach with designing? Like, how do you approach a problem? How did I push that? Yeah, no, that's, I'm still working on that myself. Like, I just, um, I just created my own personal website after like four years in the field. That's crazy. Cause that's one of the first things you got to make. And I was like, Oh, it's a um, but 
my push was the fact that I really wanted to get a portfolio done. And I know. So I, I'll give like a cool shout out to Out in Tech, which is an organization for uh, it, it's a tech organization for LGBTQIA folks. And um, that org has been really, really awesome. They have a program called Digital um, Digital Corp which is basically where anybody, you know, if you have like skill sets and you want to contribute, um, you get paired up in teams and you create uh, websites for LGBTQ organizations across the world. And um, I've done it twice so far. And I would highly recommend anybody who, you know, isn't tech and identifies as LGBTQIA plus like um, to you know, try out and really volunteer for those things because th- there's so many things like that, like, are amazing about this program and you get to meet a whole bunch of amazing people and do all these things together. So highly recommend it. And, like, I got a chance to be mentored and they also have a mentorship program. And I had a mentor who was a designer a few years ago. And at the time, I was, like, gung-ho about being an engineer. So I was like, what? What am I doing? I got a designer. What? And then, but I, to this day, like, you know, things happen for a reason. Cause now I'm here a few years later, like, wow, if I didn't get a designer, I wouldn't have a portfolio piece to show. So um, I had these pushes where I was like, one of my main pushes was the fact that I was unhappy in my current, my, my, my previous uh, team. And that was because and I, like, so if you don't have a good manager, you're not going to to really, you know, want to excel in your field, right? If you don't have someone who wants you to grow and allows you to do that stuff, like you're not going to. So I, one of my biggest pushes was I was unhappy and I wanted to, what, what could I do? And then I actually, I did a interview, another interview with the New York Times to get, to like try to get a full-time position and that's when, when I like bombed that interview, it like made me realize like, where do I find joy? Like, what are the things that bring me joy that I can like do for a living for dollars, right? Because we live in this society, we live in a society <laughs> and, you know, capitalism, but, you know, so I'm trying to figure out like, what do I enjoy? And like, I got a chance to like speak to designers like across Chase and I got connected with some really awesome people and I gained mentors who like kind of pushed me to go forward and like really like hone this interest and now I'm hooked. Now I'm like, this is what I've been wanting to do the whole time. I didn't know that I could do this. Like I didn't know that I can just make, like I can make ideas and collaborate with people and then test them and like, it's not just making like something pretty. Like there's so many things that come into it. And that's, that's like what really got me into it. The fact that I can actually like you like create ideas and make stuff in them. So yep. That, that's a bit about why I enjoy design and why I do the things that I do. But. So when curating for me, a lot of times I'll like my creations. I'm just like, this ain't it. Yeah, so sometimes there's that and sometimes it's like sometimes you got to push through 
because like maybe you might not, but someone else might. But and then sometimes if you really are not happy with what you're doing, you're like, you know what? How can I make how can I make this better and how can I make myself happier? But you also gotta be like really aware about perfectionism and you gotta be aware about like you know, you're never going like not you as in the you, but like humans, like we're never going to reach a peak of perfection in whatever we do like some things like they're number-based systems and you can get hundreds or whatever but perfection doesn't it comes down to like your own happiness and sometimes if something doesn't make you happy then you gotta redo it but yeah, yeah. keeping yeah. that as you know stuff but i got you yeah you did your own personal website did you call it like from scratch Rabbit? With your personal website, did you quote it from scratch? Uh, my personal website? No, I didn't. That's one of my, my big secrets. Now the world knows. No, <laughs> so I I used Wix, and I made it a professional account um, because number one reason why was because I needed it ASAP. Like, I needed a website ASAP so I can apply to places ASAP. And I'm kind of going through a cash 22 right now, actually. Um, and, you know, let the world know that this is what I'm doing now. But I've been going through a big catch 22 where, you know, I remake my resume, remake my website, apply for design and engineering positions. And I get and it's funny because now I'm like I'm living one of my old dreams in a sense, right, where like when I was first starting out tech, like this is what I wanted, like I wanted like for me to put in my resume and for all these tech companies to just come running. And that's what's happening now. But I put in my design, my design resumes and my design portfolios and um, shut me down every time because they always see engineer and they assume engineer. And I'm like, that's, that's not how it works. It's like if you were to go down and look at my work, you can see that I am also a designer. Like I put design, UX design in front of anything, but immediately they see JavaScript, the engineer does this for a living, Chase Bank, and they're like, nope. Um, so I'm going through a catch-22 right now where I'm trying to figure out like what direction do I want to take with my life? Um I, I don't even know. I I think that's a that's a big part of our twenties is that I I mean I guess you don't have to know right now, but I for sure I, I for sure am trying to figure that out. So I don't know, but I think that's all of us. Yeah, funny how that things keep coming out. Everybody doesn't know. All my friends going in twenties don't know what they're doing. It's just like yep. kind of going with emotions. Mhm. Exactly. So you know, trying to figure out patience and stuff, but. Patience takes a while, and I'm working on it, so. Constant job. What are things that you're working on yourself, Z? Uh, besides the podcast. Yeah. Besides the merch. Uh, just trying to find a job. So right now, two different rooms. Two and a half mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, I want more. So just trying to figure out what kind of career that is I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then just playing video games. Because I'm my time and he all the time. Yeah, and that that's awesome. That's why I want like I want to know. Like, 
I live in Brooklyn. There's always somebody on a motorcycle trying to do stuff. Um, literally. And, uh, no, yeah, I'm asking because I, I just, like, you know, other than, like, it's been a long time, I want to know a little bit. Like, I wanted to know about, about what, like, I see your passions are very blatant. I love that. Like, you know, you show that you're passionate about these things, right? Um, so that's why I'm thinking, like, what kind of things are you growing on right now, like, personally? And then I built the website for the, for the um, podcast. I bought the template. And then since I took the HTML class, I was able to edit it. Mm. And I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Nice. that's what i'm saying i'm like working on like emotionally like how what are things that you're moving on like i'm working on patience so oh, i don't know like, what you doing yeah yeah emotionally i don't know right now i'm just i guess i'm working on um like ambition like i have higher ambitions mm-hmm. than where i'm at and oh. then I want to achieve them. You don't know it's going to take a little time. Yeah. Everybody's story says it takes at least 10 years. But you still have it. You still kind of need that. Um, I remember reading things that don't ever be satisfied, but be mm-hmm. grateful. Mm-hmm. So, like, be grateful that you're at and, like, things or where they're at and, like, they're doing well. But, like, don't be satisfied with that right now, but keep wanting to go forward. That's true. No, being grateful, that's another big thing. I'm working on that, too. So, I'll tell you that much. No, that's awesome, man. I love that. I'm glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? I'm just trying to think of the question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take time. I'm all, I'm all ears, you know. Yeah. About personal growth, and then I'm uh, going back to that. Uh, these podcasters are uh, commenting on the video saying that it took about 40 50 when you become an adult because they're in their 30s, they're supposed to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, so we're, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> life is life is wild, all right? It's wild. I, I'm I'm almost I'm 26 in like a week, and I don't. I don't I'm just trying to figure out where to live next. <laughs> I'm moving out on my own soon because now I'm finally like I, I have an apartment, but I'm like with I have a roommate. So my next apartment's gonna be solo. I'm gonna roll dolo and I'm like now I have to think about adult purchases. Like <laughs> I want a Roomba. <laughs> Is that adult purchase? I had to be like, what kind of detergent should I use for my sink? <laughs> I don't try to figure out what happened. Like the music, like you know, you're adult when like stuff like this. It's just you like how to pay like dish racks and everything. You're just like, oh, that'd be nice. My boyfriend showed me that meme today. Today he sent that one. He's like, we're gonna get this dish rack next. And I'm like, today he sent me that same meme with that dish rack with everything going on. I was like, nice. So I'm be trying. I mean, I need one of them. I right now I have like all my like spices and this one spice rack type thing it's just like falling all the time and i'm like i need something so i gotta like you gotta go into like carpet cleaners and what do i need curtains for so i'm i don't know i'm i'm still trying to figure things out myself and i don't know i think personally um i've done a lot of growing i think 
both like my loved ones around me. I also think therapy because therapy is very important. I'm no longer going, but I, I went for about five years and, um, uh, and it doesn't mean I'm not going to go over again. I totally might, but, um, I should again, but, you know, I thank therapy for a lot of it because it really, you know, even when like you're at your lowest points and even if you're not at your lowest points, like I still recommend therapy to anyone because it is a non-biased way for you to be able to go through and really like pinpoint why why you are the way you are and what you can do to kind of get to the, the you that you want to be almost. And, um, I know I was going through a lot of things and I went to therapy to kind of cope and learn what I can do um, for myself and, you know, have a voice that isn't like a completely third party voice that, you know, um, you know, aren't like just the people around you and you're in these situations. So I think that for a lot of my growth, too. And, you know, I recommend it. It sounds expensive, like like therapy it's what like I can go into that too like therapy is super like it seems super expensive but I'll tell you that like what's like some health insurances even if, if you don't have health insurance and you can get like either the free like the free kind like Medicaid like when I was on Medicaid I got therapy for free so um that's one thing and then if you're if you don't qualify like there are so many options and I would 100% like always push that for anybody mental health is one of my biggest things so i really want to get that out there put that put that message out there to to anybody listening so it's okay to get help (laughs) it's okay folks i've been to therapy before last semester of college good good that's amazing like i'm telling you like it's it's so important so yeah yeah Adult, adult stuff. Adult stuff. If anybody knows what kind of Roomba I should get, I don't want to pay five hundred dollars for a Roomba. You know, they got like the teeny versions, but like one fifty, and I'm like, are they worth it? I'll go on Amazon. It's fine. Oh fit no. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even want to support Amazon either. That's another thing. <laughs> That's another rant. But I will. I'll figure it out. My friend has one of those. Mm-hmm. Do they like it? Really? Yeah. They'll do it. (laughs) Ask them. Let me know. Even like another thing people, and I don't know if you've heard about this too, but Peloton, like I've been like so many people at my job have a Peloton bike. Part of me thinks it's a status symbol. Um, Yeah, because they're like 3,000 bucks. And I'm like, I have a bike. Yeah, right. I could get like I my gym membership fifteen dollars to get my gym on, you know. But yeah, it was. I'm just like a lot of people are really into that, and I'm like, can I get a non expensive version? Do I even like spin class? I don't know. I'll figure it out. I just ride my bike around the neighborhood a couple times. Yeah. Same same concept. You put on a YouTube video about keep going get it for free <laughs> but yeah so i don't know hopefully i'll figure it out i'm sure that you will too as long as you know we got support from people and there's so many things that you get support from friends family if you have that privilege like 
it's a big thing. So. Yeah. Another hour, so I guess we'll call it. So yeah. Last question will be: What would you name your origin story? What would I name my origin story? Dang. You sit down, you come in, like, you got a story, and then you're like, what would I name my book? <laughs> I named, what I would, like, when I wrote my book, I named it Starry-Eyed Girl. Um, uh, but I don't know if I want to continue with that. Although I guess that could be my first album, too. I'm going to go with Starry-Eyed Girl, I guess, because that's what I started with. Although I would, I'm a woman now, I'm no longer a girl, so, but we'll see start with that yeah well thank you for coming on the podcast again yeah no thanks for having me i like felt i felt like i was like rambling i'm like ah, please stop me at any time <laughs> you tell me i'm like going on a thing you say ah nah this is all right and i'll be like okay fine but no but thank you so much for having me i'm so glad to hear that you're doing well um, I wish you absolutely all the best and I really hope that you know I like helped out in some way or like gained some I don't know hopefully we all gain something to that <laughs> so alrighty then alrighty then thank you friend no problem. thank you for everything I'll try that brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close again I'd like to thank my friend Anna for joining the podcast for next week, my friend Zachary will be returning to the podcast, interviewing me. Hope you continue a nice day, and I hope to see you there.